0: The following episode of Dave's Video Graveyard contains spoilers and naughty
1: words. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative!
1: This is Dave's Video Graveyard. Halloween Shightmare Month. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I ate his liver with some fava beans and
2: a nice candy. They're coming to get you, Barbara.
1: I'm your number one fan. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane?
0: Whatever you do don't fall asleep
1: i'm scared to close my eyes i'm scared to open them what an excellent day for an exorcism there's no more room in hell the dead will walk here this is dave's video graveyard Halloween Shite Mare Month with Casey and Dave. <laughs>
2: Happy Halloween. It is Dave's Video Graveyard, the final episode of this year's Shite Mare Month. Casey, how good is it to kind of not have to watch horror for a little bit?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. I kind of got into it by the end.
2: Well, let's just say that the film selection went up and up and up, and this week we have hit peak it's yeah horror action comedy um action it's just one of the coolest buddy cop films of all time it's,
0: yeah, I don't know how you'd categorize it, but it's it's a treat
2: and good luck anyone a treat listening Williams. finding <laughs> anyone that has a seen this movie or b <laughs> knows where to see this movie and just quietly if you listen to today's episode and you want to see a a version of it. Mm. Hit us up. We know a guy and yeah. uh, we can make that happen. Helping today happen. We are joined from the Terrorvision podcast, a very good DVG all-star. From
0: the podcast that has way better graphic design than ours.
2: That is it. Yeah. The uh, graphic design is the only place that we're beaten, though. We are joined <laughs> by Jen from Terravision. <laughs> How
1: are you?
3: I'm very well. How are you?
2: Uh, well, I'm just rethinking my life because of that comment from Casey. I'm really <laughs> offended and upset. <laughs> I make up for the quality with quantity. It's <laughs> true. It might not be good, but you'll get 60 memes a day.
3: All right, yeah.
2: Jen, I'm how are you?
3: Memes. I'm very well, very good.
2: And what's been going on over in
0: television world?
3: Oh, uh, We've just finished uh, an episode uh, on The Hidden from 1987 starring uh, Kyle Damfine-Coffee McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. Um, great little film. I hadn't seen it before, but um, it's it's like a buddy cop film with aliens.
2: Wow, oh, yeah. you've had a hell of a week when I, it comes to buddy cop.
3: Yeah. Oh my God, this has just been a treat.
2: There's no going back it. A though, treat Williams.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well,
2: you've just ruined one of my jokes. for Because <laughs> I was going to say, has there ever been an actor with a more aptly named title? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no. Some of those were words. Because yeah. boy, is he a treat. He is. We are talking all about from 1988. A very, very special year. You know, the year we got The Blob. Mm. Many, many great horror films. We are talking all about the film Dead Heat. There's
1: definitely
0: something very weird going on
3: here.
0: Detective Roger Mortis (laughs) has a problem.
1: He's dead. But Detective Bigelow
3: Don't get up. I told you not to get up.
0: Now, he's got 12 hours to solve the toughest murder case of his career. Get down! His own.
2: That's it, from on, I'm a vegetarian. How do you fight this thing? Maybe
0: we could drown it in A1 sauce. Treat Waves. Sit down. And Joe Piscopo. Are dead heat. You can't keep a good dead.
2: Now I'm just reading through the Oscars of 1988, and there is a very was surp- this not in there. There is a very surprised emissions. I'm seeing the likes of Moonstruck, The Last Emperor. All these awards were given out. Sure, even won Best Actress in 1988. Somehow we need we need an investigation. Launch. Yeah,
0: yeah. I want to recount.
2: How did dead heat? Slash mm. Joe Piscopo not win every Oscar of 1988.
0: Now, tell me, the, the name Joe Piscopo sounds so familiar to me. I know it, right? But I looked him up and I don't recognise a single fucking thing he's been in.
3: I Like, I felt the exact same way. Yeah, like, yeah I, Joe Piscopo, that guy. Why do I, I know think, his name know but not guy. him?
2: I think I know the reason because the, the one thing I know him from other than this is the film Sidekicks, which is the Jonathan Brandis Chuck Norris vehicle, which is an amazing <laughs> movie. But I'm pretty sure, just like Joey Buttafuoco, Mm. Joe Piscopo was always a punchline on Saturday Night Live just because he had one of those names. Yeah. Because I was exactly the same. I'm like, why do I know this name? I think he was on SNL for a while as well. It was.
0: was in his IMDb. I just don't remember him. But, yeah, maybe he was like a punchline on Letterman and stuff.
2: You, it's quite funny we, we quite often do movies where I'm like oh I
0: wonder where that actor is
2: now and look him up and they're, they're passed away mm. and I was like, I wonder when Joe Piscopo passed away he didn't pass away this he is, faded away This is perhaps my favorite ever film that features one character that every single shot of the film, He's flexing a different part of his arm. Yeah, what just, was with that? He wasn't even concentrating on any of the delivery or any of the direction of the scene. Mm. It's just how much can I flex my arm in this baby gap? Or my gap
0: neck? T- or my fucking <laughs> you know
3: jaw? Like he was just yeah.
2: He has a face like a chew chewed wad of bubble gum.
3: <laughs> I, the best way I described him um, was if. Jean-Claude Van Damme and Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Had a baby. Oh my Joke god. Episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I yeah,
2: definitely perfect. see it. I'd put in Lou Ferrigno in there as well. Yeah. It was a bit of, mm. bit of a three-way happen one yeah. night. So everyone's DNA's in there. Um,
0: there were like whispers of John Cena as well. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Big definitely. Mouth. yeah. Uh,
2: well, th- that was for me like every I was like, man, can you wear long sleeves in just <laughs> one part of this film? <laughs> I did find it so funny that this movie is written by Shane Black's brother. So imagine, uh, for those who don't know, Shane Black, uh, from he wrote Predator, is in Predator. He's written movies like Last Boy Scout, The Good Guys. He's He's very well known for amazing punchy dialogue, particularly in the early 90s. So he was kind of Tarantino before Tarantino when it comes to dialogue. Mm. He is a huge proponent of the homophobic F word. <laughs> like in oh. every movie he writes, including... Uh, Monster Squad, mm-hmm. The Bully. You can mm-hmm. tell that Shane Black wrote that, and of course he wrote um, Lethal Weapon. All of them.
0: Now I was going to ask you. I could have researched this myself, but I couldn't be bothered. Which movie came out first, Lethal Weapon? Lethal or Weapon was this?
2: a year before this. All right, because written it's, by Shane Black. But imagine,
0: there's a real similar kind of, you know, well, a
2: hundred percent. I was actually surprised that. Um, Treat Williams' character was white because it is Mm, so – It's so so illegal weapon. But imagine if you were to make, like, you write this epic buddy cop film and the following year your sibling writes a wish version of the same thing. (laughs) For those that don't know – That's exactly what happened. (laughs) It really was. (laughs) Dead Heat follows – it's Doug Bigelow, which is a fucking cool name. Yep. Not as cool as Roger Mortis. no. They are two cops. One, you know, it's your typical buddy cop where one's one way, one's the other. Yeah, it's Riggs and (laughs) Murtaugh.
0: He is like, you know when you try to trace a picture and you have the shit like kind of faint version? He's that of Riggs.
2: We open up, they're driving along (laughs) in Treat Williams' car. Treat Williams, many would know from The Phantom or Deep Rising. The Billy Zane masterpiece. (laughs) The Billy Zane vehicle. We start off and they're driving down the highway in their car. They're two cops. We set it up straight away because one's wearing a suit and one's dressed real. One's dressed like he's Jake Peralta. He's wearing that fucking
0: jacket <laughs> yes. that's only done up on the bottom button. Yeah. That drives it, me nuts.
2: He Treat Williams had just come from a night at the Roxbury audition, mm. so he's already got his <laughs> he's got his nightclub suit on. They're driving along and they're listening to like. I know that scene was shot without the audio that they were going to be going cuz they ended up using like a a lesser stray cats like surf rockabilly song mm. but the dudes like headbanging like it's a ministry song or something <laughs> and Joe Piscopo is fucking drumming on the dashboard and shout out to the like three or four people I ever let in my car that is the way you become one of the people I don't let in my car <laughs> stop fucking hitting my dashboard you yeah,
0: fucking cocaine. <laughs> 100% yeah it was a lot of
2: I think yeah. every time Shane Black and his brother were like, oh, that's enough coke for today. <laughs> Joe's like, I- I'll get rid of that for you. Like, I can get- <laughs>
3: like we could do more. I'll throw so, it out.
2: <laughs> so they're driving along and they're called to a bank heist. And the first thing they do, which absolutely blew my fucking mind, they park between the, like, much like in Heat, there's a line of cop cars all with the guns drawn on the bank. mm they park between the bank and the police and then yeah, get behind, and, like yeah. get into cover. And I just thought that is probably the most counteractive parking of all time. But luckily the only car that doesn't get hit in what is basically, I didn't oh. realise all police cars in the 80s were made of paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every bullet fired that in thin this layer movie. layer of tin <laughs> yes. that is just the... Because usually uh, they... Police training in the 90s was you stand in front of the front – you stand behind the front wheel because that's where the engine block is and bullets can't get through.
0: Oh, that not, went right through this. Not yeah. in this
2: because um,
0: – This was like – do you remember that um, level in Point Blank, the game <laughs> yeah. with the gun where <laughs> you had you to shoot that car? car? <laughs> yeah.
2: Honestly, there was less damage done to the car in the bonus level of Street Fighter 2 <laughs> than there was to any cop car in this movie. But what was also funny – is well it's not funny but more police die in the opening of this movie than in like the opening of Swordfish which starts <laughs> with police getting blown up like it is now, incredible the, the amount is, of me, extra policemen that get kill killed in this the count
3: for this film is like 32 yeah and it's it's all in that first scene. scene 25
2: <laughs> of them are uh, police officers in uniform
0: now you've described that scene as you know You've dumbed it down a little bit. I think it's stupider. I think, you know, it's two dudes in masks and it's not a bank heist. They're rubbing a diamond store. And, and they both look well, like – They're wearing, gimp, they're wearing masks. gimp masks, but they've got Uzis and they've got hand grenades. They're robbing a du- – like a jeweller. It is – And they is. are so over-armed for what it is.
2: But the, the other thing I love about this because it, like – I reckon it was the mid-90s that the US started really cracking down and banning automatic machine guns. Mm-hmm. Every fucking gun in this movie is, is it an Uzi. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> it, it is so much fun. But the two guys look exactly like Cleon from Friday. Like you know where they they always hide their jewelry when he shows up. That's what these two <laughs> robbers look like. And the funny thing is, they're wearing like medieval gimp.
0: Yeah, masks. Yeah, yeah.
3: and it's what very we- similar to the mask that the guy wore in Mystery Men. Yes, 100%.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was more so waiting for him to be the executioner in Robin Hood Men in Tires. <laughs> they both come out of the bank and we find out that no matter how many times you shoot these guys, they don't go down. Yeah. No one thinks the Mind two three- you,
0: things. Mind you, the cops take a lot of bullets and don't go down either, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: They do. Uh, the, the cop cars take the most bullets, I mm. think. Between the, the two robbers, which are bulletproof, this is where Treat Williams gets the idea of borrowing his lieutenant's car. Mm-hmm and driving it in and killing one of the guys with the car <laughs> and the other one accidentally drops a grenade and kills himself.
3: The fucking grenade. Who he, brings just a had grenade? A grenade. he just had a grenade. It's just like you can buy them at the corner store. You well, cigarettes, yeah. pack cigarettes, you get, he has six grenades as well. Yeah. I was
2: waiting. I remember the first time I watched this because I, I was telling Casey earlier in the week, the first time I saw this movie was taped off GSTBKN, the channel in Broken Hill.
0: The only channel in Broken Hill. <laughs> <laughs> no, it
2: was ABC as well. And SBS on certain nights, if your area was point the right direction. Dave told you me the most Broken Jack Hill
0: off. thing the other day, uh, just earlier, that there was a random horse that used to walk around the town. Yeah, and in his exact words, it used to walk around and get drunk.
2: In saying that, it was the <laughs> it was the Mad Max town, silvered in twenty five ks from Broken Hill. Sure, it just used to wander to the point that they let it in the bar.
0: Yeah, and what leave a bucket of beer out <laughs> for it? Like, did it fight people?
2: <laughs> I think you underestimate.
3: I'd like to see that
2: as much as it is where the the drag queens stay in Priscilla Queen of the Desert yeah. Broken Hill really really was when I was growing up it was Welcome the, to whoop, whoop. No, no. <laughs> more so it was the bar that Crocodile Dundee throws his knife into in oh. the opening of that film Broken Hill was more like that than I think So what's just
0: coming in is What's the weird
2: fucking horror movie Wake in fright that is set in how creepy that one of the story plots of that famous film it's how weird and creepy Broken Hill is to anyone from the city. I'm serious. Really? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've killed the two bulletproof, essentially zombie guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Piscopo at this point, uh, according to my count, has said infinity one-liners because, mm. you know, much like when Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon, he had a few one-liners for the characters. Every one-liner ever has been borrowed by his brother because <laughs> Joe Piscopo is... An uncharismatic Deadpool. (laughs) That's the (laughs) only way I can explain his his delivery. (laughs) It is constant. It is annoying. We then skip to my next favourite scene. We go into the stereotypical chief of the police. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: He does the uh, lethal weapon yell and tell (laughs) them he doesn't appreciate. I love that this movie sets up a world where the fact that they stole the lieutenant's car and more so that Joe Piscopo made off color jokes about the dead people mm. is more important to the ch- uh, the police chief than the 25 policemen that have just died <laughs> that, that just day. Died.
3: Yeah. you got to get your priorities right.
2: But I do also love his character arc of that chief. He basically yells, said, how could you possibly do this? You did this, you did this. You had a gun that you shouldn't have had. You made all these quips. All these police officers died. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Finish the job. I was like, "What the fuck happened? Was there a scene where they gave their side of no, the well, argument?" They
0: really, they were really short-staffed after
2: that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we're just gonna do. We're just gonna make do until the rookies are out. It's fine.
2: I'm sorry, Joe Piscopo, but we only have extra, extra small police outfits left. So you have to <laughs> just do rip it. Rip
0: the sleeves yeah. off this one, and you'll be all right.
2: Well, you're already wearing triple XS, so <laughs> you might as well. Um, yeah, I just. I thought it was so amazing that the car never got hit in that whole opening shootout cause
3: especially because it was so precariously parked between <laughs> yeah. everything that it was, was happening.
2: Shielding the police cars that got hit by bullets, and, and even then
3: he just, rather than getting into his car, I'll just use the lieutenant's car. Yeah.
2: One thing I did, I did enjoy. Did you read? Because a lot of people are always surprised when they watch this movie that um, Vincent Price turns up in it. Yeah, I know. Just right? to give it some legit <laughs> horror, like it um, doesn't
0: win it back.
2: <laughs> what I do like is the name of his character because to me it sounds like a nineteen seventies porn star that lactates, <laughs> and his name is Louder Milk, and I'm like, oh man, I, I would download some of her films.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Louder Milk.
2: Jen, what are you looking up on your phone right now? <laughs> <laughs> just, think,
0: just think. It doesn't just, matter. Just think. matter. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> mm. God, oh, milk. mama. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, you
2: didn't hear it because it was off mic, but Jen just said she'll never get osteoarthritis. Never. <laughs> She's also got a milk moustache. It's really getting weird. <laughs> We are introduced to the mortician assistant slash coroner played by a character called Rebecca. Randy. Why does – no, no, that's the – that's, that's the, no. Oh, sorry. Why does every romantic interest of the 1980s, 1990s mm. look like Aunt Becky from Full House?
0: <laughs>
3: it's like
2: it, they don't even look for a type. They just say – we're looking for an Aunt, Aunt Becky. Class. Yeah,
3: it's like can classy we classy afford Aunt Becky? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay.
2: No, she is asking like, for too much money for college tuition. For college. or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How come? Also, every eighties love interest comes in with <laughs> and that kind of like from the floor up yeah. shot of their outfit well, to their the the face. The, the audience
3: s- knows
0: it always reminds me of that bit in Naked Gun when it goes past her knees, more <laughs> legs, more knees, like
3: it's going.
2: I I found it so funny that they do try to, like you say, they present because it's a men's world, we try to present her as a sexual object but she's just in, like, the most plain Jane-like outfit ever. I'm like, not even Cleve. Like, it's very surprising. And that's how you know she's an Art Becky type because she's a doctor. Yep. Um, (laughs) She basically says that both the thugs that were killed in the opening heist have already had... um,
0: Autopsies. Autopsies.
2: And I thought that was a cool element.
0: It was that started making me feel like I was watching an X Files, like cast-off episode that they didn't film.
2: This all leads us back to a laboratory that made me so excited early in the week because it is biodome. (laughs) The laboratory in this film is actually filmed in the actual biodome from the film, which really made me excited. Is that not the observatory from Terminator that's always used as well? Because it looks it it looks like that building as well, but. But all they've done is put a neon sign in front of it to make it look like it's a different building.
3: I've got a new hat. It's fine.
2: <laughs> so we go in and we're treated to the most Casey character that we've got in today's film. And it is a security guard that can't do his job because he has a porno mag.
3: He's and
2: Jen, Jen will testify that we didn't hear a knocking on the door on today's recording because <laughs> Casey was not just reading a porno mag, but reading me a porno mag, which was. It's a good time.
3: All I flicked. they really through it.
1: Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought that sentence would end differently.
0: Mm. And yeah, we're setting up the new turtle tank. So you know,
2: <laughs> that's not a euphemism. <laughs> it's really not. Casey's like, "How do I hide this smell? Let's buy an actual old turtle tank." Yeah. Um. <laughs> so we're at the we're at the really cool futuristic 1980s laboratory.
0: And it looks a little bit like the bit where Zordon dies in the Power <laughs> <industry>. <laughs> It
2: really does. That's, yeah, it does look like Zordon's lair. You yeah. just need Alpha running around. I, the I, I found out that Alpha was played by a female in the original mm. run of Power Rangers. That blew my mind.
0: You are be- so full of random casting facts. No, too.
2: no. Well, I was going to say beyond the fact that women are gross and can't do anything, I was oh. just surprised. <laughs> That they'd have, like, Alpha, I thought, was a male in the
0: show. It sounds very feminine, though. Oh,
2: why are they always gender-flipping everything now? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to every other movie yeah. podcast that talks about action ever. Yep. Um, so we meet our second quasi-romantic uh, interest.
0: Oh, that one's Randy. Yeah.
2: Randy. What's her last name? Because it's Newman. the most porn star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lamb in me. <laughs> I really enjoyed her porn What's stunner. What's up, the lady?
3: I really enjoyed that it took me a good 10 minutes of where the fuck do I know her from? I know her from somewhere. And then it clicked that she played Samantha Pierce in a couple of episodes of Frasier Oh God, love interest. That's the F word that we don't use around oh, here. Oh, that's the F yeah. word that um, I wanted to drop hard today. I see. <laughs> I came in, I'm like, <laughs>
2: You're a female and you said hard. I can't concentrate now. What is that? <laughs> um, well, I see your Fraser point and I raise you one. Fuck and ride off. <laughs> they my two points I have.
3: You I guys th- love Fraser.
0: Well, how very fucking dare you. Yeah, right. Well, I, Dave just covered up his Fraser T-shirt and, <laughs> and
2: my full back tattoo. It's like of Niles.
0: Tattoo, like and it's like a mad magazine folding. You crush your shoulders together and it turns into like. <laughs> excuse
2: <laughs> me, I'm part of a fan club called the Pedo Niles. I'm pretty certain that you run that fan <laughs> club. We're the Pedo Niles. We're huge fans of Niles from Fraser.
0: Mm, no, see, because he liked it because it, the guy was a psychotherapist and Dave thought it was psycho the rapist, oh, like oh, a she, wrestler, and he we'll just see how those two would get accidentally downloaded up. Yeah.
2: Well. <laughs> I wrote down as Randy as a a handsome Helen Hunt type because I wrote
0: that she was if Alicia Silverstone grew up in Salisbury, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's got that she's got that handsome char- the handsome charisma of like a Jodie Foster type. Yeah,
0: there's a definite Jodie Foster Helen Hunt. Melan I did
3: Hunt. have a like in my notes, it's like in quotes, bombshell question mark <laughs> playing as an arrowroot biscuit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't anyway, know where. I'm to oh, go to Baidu and meet a pretty version of Helen Hunt. And in brackets, <laughs> I've wrote Casey's going to say "smelling." And, and I did
0: just say <laughs> you it. Onto just my said breath. it.
2: It's my favorite. This is where we're introduced. Before Casey says it, we're introduced to the date <laughs> yes! of the film. <laughs> I knew it was fucking so. <laughs> coming. The big fat ginger biker with three faces <laughs> that kind of looks like a pig. Because it's time. This film, up until now, we saw some undead men get shot at the bank, but we haven't had a fist fight with an overweight, hoggish, greedly type, a.k.a. Dave. <laughs> so suddenly...
0: There's been a lot of Daves in the Shite Man yeah, month this no. year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And they're all body horror films. It's quite <laughs> upsetting. Anyway, uh, the pig zombie biker man comes to life and starts fighting them, at which point Roger's <laughs> character is thrown into the... basically yeah, the, the dog, dog euthanizing room.
3: room. Yeah, what the hell? It's uh, where the guy was going with his porn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Oh,
0: hmm. that suggests something, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Blatantly.
2: Hmm. Uh, I'm missing it. Is he fucking a dead dog? Is that,
0: he could is that what you're telling know. me? Oh, I was thinking of like erotic asphyxiation.
2: Oh, so he, put, he puts it down to 25, yeah, but no Lolli.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has a bit of a jack in there.
2: I can get that because I get super puffed out as well. Um, <laughs> so while they're what fighting, you did this movie, yeah, while they're fighting, Roger gets thrown into the dog euthanizing room. Uh, the door shuts and someone off screen presses the start button. Mm. We get treated to Treat Williams. yeah,
0: Real bad acting. Dying
2: terribly. <laughs> um, he's acting so bad that I got a pre boner because usually when acting that bad's happening, it's a porno. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't a porno.
3: Well, he was making kind of. Silly. He's like.
2: Uh, it did. In saying that, it did have yeah. as many dead dogs as the porno usually <laughs> watch. So, so he unfortunately dies at no point. <laughs> There is like, because this movie is this movie, there's about 60 machine guns strewn around the floor in this whole fight. No one thinks to shoot a hole in the window. Mm. And funnily enough, my wife refused to watch this movie again because every few years <laughs> I'm like, you've never seen Dead Heat and because she doesn't pay attention to the movies I make her watch. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't think I've seen it. We're watching it tonight.
3: Yeah.
2: Last night she finally threw in the flag. She like, I'm not fucking watching this movie again. And not so much because she hates the movie, but she hates the way it plays out. She doesn't like the way the movie.
0: See, because for me, like, um, my housemate will be there in the lounge and I'll be like, I've got to watch this movie. It's blah, blah, blah. But I won't tell her all of it. And then she'll be like, hmm, all right. So this started off and she's like, this is a real bad. And then it started warming up into the point where she's like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the opposite effect it was in my our girlfriend house. was
3: playing Xbox last night in the same room yeah. and she just keeps looking over and every so and she's like, I don't know, she's watching some dumb fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's always watching something stupid. No,
0: we just Dave's got progressively it. more and more excited <laughs> through the film at just how shit it was.
2: Well, What I did like is because of, we had a group chat online mm. and you started off and you entered the conversation at the early hatred part of this film. Yeah, I did, yeah. You're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And just seeing the arc of the rainbow change and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, yeah, I've just got to the butcher shop, Yeah, which we're almost at.
0: It got to the bit like the part where I switched gears was when they get to that mansion that's like the next scene and it turns into like a trauma. It, it went like Miami um, Connection meets – you know, toxic Avenger and those dudes come out and they get shot into the pool. And I was like, I'm in. (laughs) All right. Now I'm keen.
2: (laughs) So Roger's dead. And we discover there's a machine because our um, aunt Becky shows up and we discover there's a machine that they've been using to bring those bank robbers back to life. Mm. So we decided
0: like old DOS computer system. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it works way better on everyone else except for Roger. So we put Roger in the machine. He comes back to life and we find out that in, Twelve hours time, he's going to melt.
0: And in those twelve hours, he decides to keep working. Mm. I, I, wanted, I would be doing so moves, much shit in I that ha- time.
2: I had two major points that I wanted to bring up with you both today to discuss.
0: Yeah.
2: you given One? Ten- your personal
0: hygiene, easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That'll be an off-air <laughs> conversation. Turtle tank. Yeah. <laughs> the turtle tank. Uh, that's the next note I have. You got ten hours to live. Mm. Are you going to a nineteen-eighties library? and getting out old newspapers to do your research on a case.
3: Well, that's just another Tuesday. <laughs> that was, yeah.
2: <laughs> you're one of those old guys that goes and reads the advertiser at the library because you're not going to pay I'm for
3: it. paying $2.50 <laughs> <laughs>
0: for it. Or like those microfiche things where they just change the slides yeah. and read <laughs>
3: the old newspapers.
2: In saying that, back in my day, mm. I used to read all the Fangorias that mum and dad wouldn't let me spend 20 bucks on a magazine. They're, and they're
3: still mm. expensive now. So...
2: I used to, when you had to fill out a suggestion slip, like yep. what should we buy? I'd be like,
3: Fangoria yep.
2: magazine. I'd then go and read it. And honestly, I know no one else was reading it. So every week I'd go and it come in those, the same bags that the, this P- is showing my The age. picture
0: magazine comes <laughs> <cups> in. <laughs> no,
2: the bags with the clip handle, that the tapes yeah, on book yep, used yep. to go in. It was in those. And I'm like, oh, bet you one day they just chucked out. Oh, thousands and, and thousands yeah. of dollars worth of Fangori magazines that I'm the only one that's ever touched. Or
0: they hold like the public library's um, little fate and sold them all for 10 cents yes. and some fucking nerd just hit bank when they found that It box. was me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all in storage right now. I used to. You're like, wrong. oh,
2: this. You got home. You're like, this isn't Bangoria.
3: None <laughs> this of isn't this is Buffy porn. erotic. Fan you fiction. Return it. <laughs> son of a bitch.
2: I've got my receipt. <laughs> it's just a raffle ticket from something else.
1: <laughs> a meat for a raffle yeah, ticket.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we bring Roger back to life, and he decides to spend the last twelve hours of his life finding out who's responsible for his murder. I
0: wouldn't give a fuck.
2: My second point I want to discuss. Yeah. Has there ever been another movie that should have been named something else? More so, I put it to you that Dead Heat 1988, 1,000 billion percent should have been called RIPD. That's good. It would have been if Ryan Reynolds and uh, Big Lebowski didn't steal that fucking title. Yeah. It would have been the – because you wouldn't know what you're in for because even Dead Heat sounds like – a fucking movie with Brian Brown set in the Northern Territory about yeah, like a cunt. a crime that happened, cunt,
0: <laughs> starring Bill Hunter.
2: <laughs> There's our funding from AFI Screen Australia. Just chiching, yeah, yeah. Richard Roxburgh, chiching. G'day, mate. Hey, hey, excuse me. I'm I'm director Granick. <laughs> Touch me on the penis. Um, <laughs> where the fuck are we? Okay, so we go to the. We are led to a clue takes us to a mansion where the guy with the machine gun that commits most to having a zombie face Mm -hmm. because he's got the full face of zombie makeup, but he also does the eyes and the mouth as if it's a real zombie, Mm. but he's fully able to do everything else.
3: And you're telling me that it wasn't played by David Spade.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It is a lot of fun because.
0: Now also the other guy in that same scene, I swear they only hired him because he had fucked up. Real weird zombie yeah, teeth. Underbite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Huh, that's pretty cool." Like mouth work, and then they showed him close, and I'm like, "Oh, that's his real that's, teeth." That's real.
2: <laughs> Imagine the listing in Actors Inc. magazine where it's yeah. like looking for Aunt up, Becky up type, yeah. someone with a fucked up mouth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you can combine them, <laughs> <laughs> the two <laughs> two,
2: Please note two different roles. <laughs> So we get treated to, I've got to stop saying treated to, Treat Williams hides in the bottom of the pool. What I do like is even though we have established that Treat Williams' character dies, is brought back to life, doesn't have a pulse and is, is decomposing, at no point does it sink into Joe Piscopo because every time that Treat Williams' character something happens, every time Roger Mortis gets shot or is in the pool for five minutes, Joe Piscopo says that like, you're in the pool for five minutes oh, underwater no, without that? breathing. It's like, didn't we establish that the last six scenes? Yep. The first thing that Tree Williams notices about his decomposition is he loses all the color in his lips, much <laughs> like an Aussie surfer where they've just got skin-colored <laughs> yeah. lips. Yeah. So this is where we get treated to our first 1980s oh. problematic scene. As oh, like so I know. He goes and buys some.
0: Oh, it had a weird name. Too. Mulberry wine. Yeah. Or <laughs>
2: And puts lipstick on to hide the fact...
0: That he cut himself shaving.
2: I do like... I do (laughs) like the element that because he's never worn lipstick before, it's fucking horrendous. Like, it would be funny if he did it realistically.
0: I said, how come everyone uses lip balm? That's not gendered. Everyone knows how to put on, like, chapstick. But suddenly when it's lipstick, dudes are like... (laughs) Like, it's the same.
2: He looks... Yeah, he pretty much puts it on, like, Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison. Yeah,
0: he does.
2: (laughs) At which point we get, because it is ninety nineteen eighty eight, we get our first gay joke.
0: Because
2: gay guys wear lipstick in the Ooh. 80s. And so Joe Piscopo says, really brings out your eyes. Yeah, And that's going to come back. Because yeah. that is setting up, you know, that's that's the gun that once you show it, you've got to use it mm. in a movie. So we've set up that he looks like a gay man with lipstick. Cool. Surely that's not going to come back around at the most important point of this film, but let's see. We then go back and we do a little bit more battling and we discover, because one of the characters we didn't mention, the good guy that works at the laboratory, it's Kojak, but it's also Billy Madison's dad Mm. or Ralphie's dad from uh, Christmas Christmas Story. Story. Yeah. So he either gives his son all the money in the world or he lets his son shoot his own eyeball out. They're the the two parenting styles (laughs) that he has. He's the good guy, though. He knows nothing about what's going on at the laboratory where we bring back people from the dead. But we've been led because of some investigative fucking stuff. We are now led to a butcher shop downtown in Chinatown.
0: This is where I started getting really, really obsessed with this film. Ladies
2: and gentlemen, as much as I recommend checking this scene out on its own just to tell you how good this movie is, please don't. Please (laughs) Please watch the entire film because yeah. when this scene comes up unprompted when you're watching this yeah. film, that is when you suddenly go, why the fuck did The Last Emperor win an Oscar this year and not this <laughs> fucking film? <laughs> this is fucking incredible because we find out there is also a second Lazarus machine, but this time – It's not a cool big science fiction tabletop like the first Lazarus machine. It's one of those fucking big troubling little Chinatown China restaurant lights up on the roof. (laughs) That gets turned on and suddenly it made me think of the pest, you know, when he's like quacky. (laughs) (laughs) All the dead ducks that are hanging up come back to life. The pigs that have been cooked all come back to life. But more importantly, (laughs) in the freezer room... (laughs) Because the butcher, <laughs> even though it's a butcher, they haven't cut the uh, bull in... Oh, sorry. It's like a big beef. <laughs> it's like a big a, beef. Yeah. They haven't cut it down the middle yet, so it's not hanging on. hook. <laughs> it is just a headless, insideless fucking bull.
0: And yeah, With no half of its legs missing.
2: All done practically by the guy that did the creature effects from the movie Slither we did for Shire May Month, which I was like, nice. that makes so much sense. Yeah. I love when someone sticks to what they're good at. <laughs> but it's funny... This movie, for what it is, like it is beautiful trash is the best way I would describe it. This movie is the most fun trash you'll find. I love that the people involved went on to work with like, you know, some worked with Greg Nicotero, some worked with like fucking Stan Winston because that's how good Mm. the practical effects. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a film directed by the guy that decided after directing two movies that he was going to move on and start doing editing. Only a few years later, this guy fucking – he also directed Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher mm-hmm. the year before this, which is a good time. He went on to do editing and, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a list of better edited – like, just – Better the most edited. Better mm-hmm. edited. It's just the most impressive list of fucking movies you ever find. He edited Terminator 2, mm-hmm. uh, Starship Troopers, uh, What else was it? There was like – I'll actually find his name and read the list because it just blew my mind that such a trashy – Mark Goldblatt's his name – such a trashy film that he directed. He went on to edit Terminator 2, X-Men The Last Stand, True Lies, Starship Troopers, uh, Death Wish, Chappie, The Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Wolfman, G-Force, the movie with the hamsters (laughs) that Tracy Morgan voices and Zach Galifianakis, Triple X – Bad Boys 2, Pearl Harbor, Detroit Rock City, Hollow Man, and most importantly, the absolute... uh, I believe it's a period drama called Armageddon. He also (laughs) edited that film. So he knows how to edit action and it fucking shows because every scene... Of this movie that is set outside at nighttime, you're looking around trying to see Axel Foley like uh, <laughs> yeah. running around, or Mel Gibson hanging off the back of a pickup truck because it looks like an '80s action film. Very much so. That is the most fun you'll ever see until you see Treat Williams getting cased in a full-sized carcass of a a, a living carcass
3: <laughs> and of fighting a bull, off that
0: weird pig,
2: fighting a pig.
3: Well, I think for Casey and I were both agree- in an agreement that the liver. Being attacked by a liver was probably hands down the greatest thing I've ever seen. That liver, it
0: rolls down a plank that's like a, you know, thing and it flips up, hits this dude in the face and starts like suffocating him. I just about screamed with laughter (laughs) when that happened. I was like, what is this? It was like something from Scary Movie.
2: It is such a fucking time. And
0: was that a real liver? It looked disgusting. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. This movie had so many effects that didn't get – I mean, it either didn't get shown a lot, which is a shame, or it wasn't shown a lot because it was so crap that they didn't want you to notice. And I couldn't decide which side of the fence we were on. The other like, thing the thing that's in the mirror just for two seconds, that weird ghoul. Oh, yeah. When like, it, they should have put that in there the for way more. The in
3: the morgue that yeah. they were covering up was just oh, like Right at the start. That yeah. The was fantastic. You barely the see it. people who worked in the makeup department and special effects. So you said the guy that worked on Slither. But another guy, um, Nick Benson, who did he did special effects for like the blob and all of these other society, all these eighty oh, that wow. makes sense. Yeah. Like, so he's involved in this film as well, and you just sort of watching it, you're like, yeah, it fucking shows because it just progressively gets better and better and better, mm. and you think when it's about to outdo itself, oh, he outdoes <laughs>
2: itself. <laughs> so we go back to the laboratory where Billy. It turns out that Billy Madison's dad is the guy that's responsible for Roger's death. It is, but. They capture Roger. Oh, I sorry, forgot to mention. We're going to head back over to Joe Piscopo's apartment to pick him up to head over to the laboratory. What do we find at Joe Piscopo's apartment?
0: Cocaine. He nope.
2: dead. He dead. <laughs> He's hanging upside down in a fish tank and he is dead. One of the weirdest off-camera kills. It's much like, a, spoiler alert, the ending of um, There Will Be Blood where they open the door to um, Josh Brolin's apartment and there's just dead Josh Brolin. It's like,
3: you didn't (laughs) fucking show it. Mm. What happened? Uh, They didn't have the budget for it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we find out that one of the leads of this movie is now dead. So Roger goes over to the laboratory where Billy Madison's dad turns out to be the bad guy. All the zombies grab him. The zombies that have been alive for longer than 10 hours. Mm. I'd be asking questions. But we also set up early in the movie that the Lazarus machine only works once.
0: But, like, how come they killed that zombie with a pole through its stomach in that pool scene, but then they can't kill them with like a thousand bullets?
2: Well, what bothered me was one of the zombies that's holding him at the end mm. is one of the guys from the pool scene. Oh. It's the David Spade zombie. So I'm like, how's he live longer than 10 hours? Or are they saying that. Every zombie in this movie, because it's set over one day. Yeah. Do they only live for ten hours? Is that what they're setting I'd up? I'd
3: say so. Well, because I think they set it up because, like, obviously we get to the point in the film where they explain what's happening. Um. So then it's like they're just plebs. You don't need to live for any longer than that. You're not. Good, you're not. So fame. they're just
2: drones. They think you're just they're just. Oh, they're just. Right, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I thought it was an ongoing. Grunt. We're all undead, and you're. We're all undead. Because I mean,
3: not. you can get a plethora of zombie henchmen anywhere. Just. Go down.
2: That does make sense because we also set up that you can brainwash the zombies as well. Yeah. Yeah. This point is what I'm sure is Casey's all time favorite part of this movie because Roger gets back to the laboratory and he talks to the Helen Hunt type in the bathroom.
0: Yes. This is the (laughs) best bit. I was like, what was my favorite bit? This is fucking it.
2: Here we we get the full story. Uh, Sorry, it's back at the apartment because he's just had a shower because he's wasting those fucking ten hours. Mm -hmm. He sat down. He didn't even fuck her. He sat down, did a jigsaw puzzle. I honestly thought he
3: was going to fuck her. Yeah, same. He should
0: have.
2: I hope, I wish I would have gone and, and
0: fucked heaps <laughs> of chicks. I would have done cocaine. I would have bashed up some freaking people I hate. Do you like, ever play
2: Grand Theft Auto where you just run? I would
0: have done that, yeah. Do you ever
2: play Grand Theft Auto where you just run and you just coward punch every pedestrian you run? Oh, every you old just
0: lady. The, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, I'm
3: pretty certain I've never played Grand Theft Auto for the storyline. I've ne- I have only ever done that and gone, I'm bored of this now. I mm.
2: play it to the point of getting bored and driving properly. Like yeah. following the road rules and stuff. <laughs> or stopping. if you go
0: into the bars and stuff, there's little um arcade machines that you can actually play. There's all so these little mini games. Apparently and apparently they
2: keep you, expanding the internet in the game as well. So there's all these really fucking weird websites you can Yeah, visit.
0: sure. You can go into the cop station, into the bathroom and find a big double ended dildo and that <laughs> becomes a weapon that you've got in your arsenal. Um arsenal. you can also up your ass in a hole. Um, if you can go to the, up
2: your ass and all
0: the Cluck and Bell restaurant, if you eat like this order more and more, it just spews. Yeah, do. same. I <laughs> do
2: that, or I go back home and just drink all the beer on the counter until I'm totally drunk and then drive. Oh, Have you done that? No, because the camera of the does thing it? actually does this and blurs to the point you can't see properly. Oh wow! And the the controller, like the steering, so does the cool. opposite as well. It's a pretty good element. I um,
0: once typed in a cheat online and it turned it into a gimp, but I couldn't undo it, so then I got freaked out and I've never played it since. (laughs) Dead heat, 1998.
2: (laughs) Here we have Casey's favourite scene, the Helen Hunt character, for lack of a better term. Fucking melts.
0: Just literally fucking melts. And she melts. It's street trash. She's been
2: drinking the drink from street trash.
0: Then she just falls apart, and then it's like someone put like vital in there and she starts (laughs) frothing out. And then she just fucking just explodes. That's fantastic.
2: The the sal the fucking froth. That was a huge 80s like a horror (laughs) effect, wasn't it? They loved that. Wow, I haven't (laughs) stopped burping (laughs) in the fucking microphone. They have not. Uh, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Casey's melting. Oh no, <laughs>
0: drinking cell vital. We have a th- we have a can of that in the cupboard because we sometimes when we get bored or there's people around, play the cell vital challenge. <laughs> so you have to put a teaspoon of it in your mouth and you got to hold it the longest. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My, <laughs> growing up, my mum and dad used Sal Vital as the are you faking being sick? Oh, yeah. Because it's oh. like, oh, you're not well You're to stay home from school. Here, Here drink this Sal, Sal Vital. Vital. That was 50% <laughs> Sal Vital, 50% water. I'm like, go to school then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a bit lemon, a bit salty. It's just gross.
2: Sal Vital is what I imagine it would feel like somehow <laughs> swallowing. Remember that guy on Hey Hey that used to swallow live goldfish then spin them back up? Yeah. If he did it and didn't do the spit back up, I reckon that's what Sal Vidal would feel like. It's just Drano for your stomach. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, she uh, Sal Vitals.
2: She Sal Vitals, but her skull, doesn't her skull end up like... It,
3: she she falls really over needs, and like, just plops apart. actual computer-generated oh, yes. animation. And mm. it's done.
2: Uh, the only other film I can think of... Like
3: Basket Case? kind of.
2: <laughs> More so, it made me think of uh, in the the movie Near Dark, when the character Homer, the kid, catches on fire, he's running along the road and there's just fire on top of the, like, not actually him on fire, but, like, weirdly superimposed over the top. (laughs) Like,
0: um, did you ever play the video game of Die Hard? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: No, it, it actually makes me think of, you know, in the original Back to the Future when a time machine comes back and it leaves a trail <gasps> yeah, of fire, yeah, and it's, but they're both standing yeah. full on the fire. That's what the, <laughs> that's what the effect in this looks like. It's like that is not in that shot at all. No one thought about that. Uh, so then we discover that Joe Piscopo is now an undead zombie alien that's under mind control of Billy Madison's dad and Vincent Price rocks up for no yep. reason whatsoever.
3: Shut up, that's why.
2: Yeah. I did like there is a scene where there's Cuz they
0: probably paid him and he was like, "Well, I want 35 minutes on screen," you know? Like <laughs> The
2: funniest thing is he's clearly not in a shot with any other actor oh, in this film. Not a single Every person. time he's on screen, it's clearly just he showed up for 10 minutes yep. on set, he said no his one lines. else was there, said his lines and then left. Cuz I do like there is a bit where Roger shows up because sorry, we skipped over. He gets locked in an ambulance mm. in a metal coffin, <laughs> and this is the most fucking fun you'll ever see. Undead Roger gets up in the ambulance, realizes he can't get out, so he puts it in neutral, rolls down a hill, and we get a blues brothers esque like fucking bedlam car crash <laughs> chasing.
0: <laughs> it just needs to- <laughs> diddle- 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 diddle-
2: <laughs> the best thing is it's so it's played so serious and like he's in serious danger. But when he's halfway down the hill and he knows he's about to plough into the bad guy's car, he just goes, oh, yeah. And it is the most fucking – it's the most toned – I feel like he did it to make the camera guy laugh. The director's like, we're using it. We'll keep it in. We're using it. It is so funny. So he then wakes up. We then cut because we're wasting more time. Like two hours later after the crash is cleaned up, Mm. the cops are there and the fireys are putting out the fire of the ambulance that crashed. He just gets up out of the ambulance and now he is in peak zombie mode. He's fully zombied up because he's burnt half his side of his face off, which he also pulls the scab off of, which <laughs> good little bit. I like you can it.
0: see where the prosthetics are stuck onto him though. Like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Did it also bad. bother you both? He gets out with all the skin hanging off all zombified and he pulls off a couple scabs. But he clearly missed like a yeah, really you big can scat. See that, so you? they just yeah. leave this yeah, one hanging. <laughs> yeah. I was like,
3: he also looks like the kind of guy that your mum tells you not to date when you're a teenager. A dead you, body, because he's got all his hair. He's yeah, like, he's up got a, at that point. It's all cool, that spiked out. He's got
2: a cool uh, jacket. Every gun and uh, every gun and every fucking grenade from the start of the movie that wasn't used. <laughs> yep, he's carrying
0: he's
3: all, it. He but found it, they, and he goes um, on a It rampage. started
0: really bothering me that they've made his face all white. And then the thing goes to his neck and then he's like skin colour and then his arms are like all healthy and tanned and stuff. I'm like, (laughs) it's just this part of his face that's zombie.
2: But then he rocks up and the first person he kills is the porno mag, the Casey character, (laughs) which when he just died, I was like, that guy wasn't a zombie.
0: He's just killed an innocent innocent security guard.
2: He then Doesn't
0: he just shoot him in the guts for no reason? Yeah, he just shoots
2: him twice and the guy's dead. We then get treated to – I posted it on our social media early in the week. Please Mm. find it. It is perhaps my favourite scene of the film.
0: It's ridiculous. Like how many bullets an they (laughs) – An
2: undead security guard and Roger just exchange Uzi firing. And I thought it was like one of those comedy gifs where it's just looped like yeah, yeah. 10, 10 hours of the same thing. They just keep coming back to them both kill, shooting each other with close range Uzis and just dancing.
0: It's like something that would be in Hot Shots where they start shooting and then every time it cuts back they'd have a stronger gun. Yes. And then the next and then they'd have like, you know.
2: And the sheriff's hat gets bigger yeah, and bigger and yeah, yeah. bigger. <laughs>
0: Honestly, it oh, I fucking love this. So what like I its like a fucking golden sixty-four level all of a sudden. Very
3: much. So. But what I enjoy—the the icing on the cake of that scene—is he like he's blasting this security guard into the asphyxiation room, mm. where he then just kind of. Very casually just, like, chucks in a grenade and then... The two more shots. But then he's just, like, a <laughs> couple more, like, fuck you. But
2: the door's are already closing and he didn't <laughs> even... Like, like, I thought that was fucking like, chef's mm, kiss.
3: Yeah, this is perfection.
2: <laughs> so now we set up that the big bad is Billy Madison's dad, but he has turned Bigelow into a zombie, uh, a Hulk-looking uh, zombie. Mm-hmm.
0: He's brain dead. So he's, he's
2: brain dead, yeah. so he follows the orders. And he's ordered to kill Treat Williams' character. Now, what could Treat Williams say to talk around his very best friend in life to not be a zombie? So he tries telling him, don't you remember this? Don't remember, you remember that burger we had yeah.
1: once? Like, remember
3: the cocaine shit. and hookers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just backstage. <laughs> yeah.
2: Remember the catering and the cocaine? Oh, no, wait, that's before we said action before. Um, and so he decides to talk to Bigelow about something that he would remember and love. It is the gay joke we talked about earlier. (laughs) So by repeating the gay joke from earlier in the movie, Joe Piscopo is no longer a zombie and he comes to and he's like, hey, he told me to kill you. So at this point they start going after Billy Madison's dad and he says, neither of you are going to get me and he shoots himself.
3: That that looked really good as well. He's just like, uh oh. I did not see that coming. The biggest
0: surprise for me in this is that they're like, we'll just bring that cunt back to life and kill him again. (laughs) So they put him on the thing and I'm like, all right, so they're going to bring him back to life and kill him. He fucking explodes.
2: Because we did also set up at the start. (laughs) You can't be done twice oh, in the...
0: Fucking, oh, man, that was like but hell, how good. all right.
2: I was actually disappointed. It is such an amazing explosion character effect because like just gore goes everywhere. It looks like a Mortal Kombat fatality. Yeah, it it's like,
0: just fucked.
2: It's like Cyrax <laughs> has just used that stomach crunching machine on them and the bones bounce and everything. But <laughs> I, think, I think it was just so fucking brilliantly done because of how... Practical and like yeah. over the top. Like they lots. just got a
0: bunch of offal in a thing and yep. just like put a bomb in it. <laughs> <laughs> All that meat from the earlier <laughs> <end> butcher scene.
2: <laughs> They're like, we've got to reuse it before it goes bad.
0: Do you know as well though? If you went into a butcher and the person cutting the meat had no shirt on, you would not oh buy anything God. from there. What the fuck?
2: I have never, and it's not just because I'm a fat, self conscious guy, I've never been able to just wear like a basketball singlet or just a tank top. <laughs> where the fuck's your sweat go? Yeah. Like, that's what, you, that's what that part of your sleeve's
0: yeah, for. Yeah, it's <laughs> to soak it up.
2: But I don't know. Um, it reminded me of like when you see those like mid 90s sexy calendars that are half black and white where it's <gasps> yeah, like, yep. it's Brooke Shields or like Cindy Crawford <laughs> in just an apron with nothing that, underneath. You can see and you're there. Yeah. <laughs> We get fucking Tanaka, the wrestler, dressed like that. Sub-Zero from Running Man. I thought it was sexy. I think I would have bought from... But isn't there an old adage Is the shittier and dirtier looking the oh, like restaurant... Me the and Selena
0: the- subscribe to that theory that the grosser a restaurant looks, the nicer the food's going to be. Because
3: you, yeah, You're right, yeah.
2: 100%. So when Tanaka brings out yeah, your butcher true. stuff, you know that you're going to have it. Awesome. Well, I think it is time. We did a little bit of... Oh, no, Sorry. Before we get to that, this movie ends exactly the same. <laughs> as, as that bit from no, the we'll Sandlot? Seth, oh no. <laughs>
1: Forever.
2: <laughs> I was going to say more so. Seth Green <laughs> and the dude from Mighty Ducks is ending in Idle Hands. Yeah. Oh. Where they just walk towards yep, the light. Yeah, they just walk
0: off just This is a the chat.
2: end of a beautiful friendship because they just walk off.
0: I want to see them both melt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, That would be if me and Dave were in a film where we were dead. That would be our ending. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Except Casey be carrying a porno bag.
0: <laughs> Fuck off. She and a Coles like bag. She's of veering off course. So
1: she's
2: Shitting like, in a Coles yeah, bag. Yeah, a Coles bag full of porno. A porno. <laughs> <laughs> Why have these all been dipped in chocolate? <laughs> they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Now this week on Recast, because both you chicks are bitches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Because of you, ladies, for the ladies out there listening to this movie podcast, girls can't do stuff.
1: <laughs> it's true.
2: Oh, that went awfully Anderson bend- <laughs> towards the end, <laughs> yeah. of, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I thought I would do what's trendy because I'm I'm such a cool film. And bro-
0: Ghostbusters, it.
2: I'm going to Ghostbusters it, except I think you'll approve. I'm putting the two girls from Broad City. Mm-hmm. As oh, the yeah. two main characters, because I couldn't think of one thing you cannot deny about this is Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo have the best chemistry. It doesn't quite often when they do like the two different characters working against each other. The the you know the chemistry is not there. Mm. They feel like lifelong friends in this movie in a really well done way. And that's what I get from Broad City. So Mm -hmm. that's who I'm putting in there. Who would you recast, Jen? Mm,
3: Okay, so I decided that for Roger, I would like it to be Zac Efron. I see that. I want to see him sort of deteriorate over a film. Um, And then for for Doug, I oddly went with Bill Hader.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. That makes, oh, man, I want to see that movie Mm -hmm. really bad. Mm -hmm. Casey.
0: I just did mine as, like, if this movie was, like, a high budget. So it's just got in it um, Mel Gibson.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And Danny Glover.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, and John Cena and Alicia Silverstone. I feel it. Yeah. Where's the budget? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a 90s budget film? (laughs) Yeah. Mel's Mel's
2: also directing. So sure. sure. Yeah.
0: Like, just do it it good. Yeah.
2: Except the the, – Mel Gibson directed this and movie. Aunt Becky. <laughs> if Mel Gibson directed Dead Heat instead of a Lazarus machine, that actually put the dead body in a cave, roll a rock over it, and three days later they'd just resurrect. That's that would be his resurrection machine. because well, the Bible is the most important resurrection. There machine was a character Mel called
0: Lazarus that Jesus brought back from the dead. That's, That's why it's called no, the Lazarus machine. I got it. That was the joke. <laughs> Because he's fucking churchy as fuck. He's a yeah, happy he's clapper. So weird. But yeah. he's like a weird happy clapper. Like he's an unhappy clapper.
2: I, I and Not to get into it much. I do like that, you know, because obviously the church distanced themselves because he was quite anti-Semitic, mm. which there's no denying that. But uh, I noticed the church come back when they saw how much the Passion of the Christ made. <laughs> I think he made $340 million just <laughs> himself because no one would pay for the movie. He paid for it himself.
0: Uh. Wow. I like his directing. I didn't see them putting their hand out when friggin' like Salo and the Hundred Days of Sodom came out. Aren't <laughs> oh, they awfully cherry picking?
2: <laughs> Make sure you check out a new Patreon atheism <laughs> podcast here on DVD. All right. I think it is time to do this. I still stand by every song on earth should finish with a fart.
0: It should. Like just that dun
3: dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who are you fighting, who are you fucking who are you farting on? Jen.
3: Um I'm gonna fight uh, McNabb. Uh I'm definitely gonna fucking fart on Joe Piscopo.
0: Mm. He's gonna like it though. Yeah, he would he like
3: is. it. But we could make some money. He's out got of it. those cocaine yeah.
2: nostrils, the yeah. smell would be instantly gone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know. I have yeah. a pretty iffy diet. Who are you um, fucking? I'm going to fuck uh, Randy. Oh, yeah. Before and after she melts. I'm, i well, yeah.
2: Same, but not before. Casey, fighting fucking fart
3: I'm not going to fight
0: or fuck anyone in particular. I just don't care. You can assign <laughs> me someone. But I just want to fart inside that weird beef.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. It would give it
1: real yeah. acoustics. Yeah, it would be real good. <laughs>
2: Have you ever? <laughs> this might be too revealing. Have you ever stood with your butt against the door yes! and farted?
0: Yes, ten times louder. and it just gives yeah. it this, Yeah, that's, that's one of my favourite things. I this can't is say I've
2: why. Ever done that? <laughs> this is why you're going to have to up it with your graphic design if you want to keep up with us as a yeah. podcast, because we're telling you how to fart against the door. Yeah. right. Yeah. Where's the television farting podcast? Yeah.
3: Well, just you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we have a new Patreon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only farts.
2: <laughs> oh, I wish we didn't already use the title Chief Beefqueef because that uh, <laughs> could have been this episode. Uh, um, I am going to fight Bigelow, but he beat me up because of those arms that look like a racehorse's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) fucking hell.
3: They really do. I think... They're about the same chestnut browns. (laughs) They really
2: are. It's so different now because... Can
3: you Photoshop a horse with his arms onto it, please?
2: The funniest thing is, though... Back in the day, because now it's all about like human growth hormone and penzines and all that shit. Yeah. So it kind of gives them a natural bit giant, like, you know, the rock or people like that. Mm. That's where Roy's Not like Lou ferrigno
0: But
2: no, no, no. <laughs> back then, because it was all anabolic steroids, yeah. they all look like that. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty funny to me. So I'm fighting him. I'm going to fart on the biker because, you know, he's a good guy. He's got three fucking faces to smell it. He'd be like, <laughs> and you just hear three snorts. <laughs> And I'm fucking melted Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, you know. It'd just be like putting your dick in a bowl of custard, which we've all done. <laughs> yeah. That's for it's those so,
0: It sounds like when you've run out of sauce and you're trying to squirt <laughs> it out.
2: For those who don't know, that noise Casey just made was not with her mouth. She just took she just took four running steps on the same spot. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's why our graphic design isn't good <laughs> this kind of content. Hey,
3: this, is, this is better than any graphic design we can come up with. Quality. It's graphic design for the years. All right, let's bargain
2: bin. Let's look in the I would like to send a shout out before we get into today's Bargain Bin to Dara Sounds, the man responsible for our themes. Oh, they're so good. I've had two different people from two different walks of life that listen to DVG say, I have the fucking Bargain Bin song stuck in my head. Yeah, I get it stuck in my head as well. Because it's such a self-contained melody, it loops. Mm. Much like if you think about Beer with Duncan. (laughs) It's (laughs) one of those songs. (laughs) I'm bargain bidding this with R.I.P.D. just because I need the cover of this movie to say R.I.P.D. on it somewhere. Yeah. All right. What would I'm you interested. do, Jen?
3: I look. I've done a selection of at least three different films. Mm. I for some it's reason a box set. the first thing that came to my mind was uh, "Stop or my mum will shoot." Oh, don't know no. why. Just came. So do, I do you know
0: whatever. what's real weird? This is really fucking weird. That the I watched a movie after this and it had the mum in it from that. They're still getting. No, oh no! I'm mixing it up with planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got really excited over a really wrong <laughs> yeah, then, didn't the level I? I? lot of
3: excitement. You ride that through the weekend today.
2: Right. I learned. so planes, trains,
0: and automobiles. Yeah,
2: today I learned I knew who Estelle Getty's name was because yeah. I didn't. I don't. He of says someone. that
0: like he doesn't own a t-shirt with her face on it. Right?
3: S-
2: excuse me. Uh, if you didn't beat off to the Golden Girls, you shouldn't be listening to this show. I
3: agree with that.
2: This week, I (laughs) mean, this week. I
3: also agree with that. Uh, the second film I chose was The Hidden, which is the show that we've just done, mostly because they have a very similar vibe. She
2: just keeps making about her. Hey, I know. So f- true. F- fucking no one wants Last
0: week on Terrorvision, we did a television episode, and the movie on Terrorvision was The Hidden, and on television
3: Television <laughs> Television,
2: television, television <laughs> me, and Dan, me and Dan, me and Dan, me and
0: Dan. Oh, fucking!
2: Why don't you? Do you go know what I hear that podcast? we've
3: got really good graphic design? <laughs> yeah.
2: If that becomes a wreath down the bottom of all your things you yeah. post, like a movie poster, it'll have yeah, the wreath. Next yeah. to yeah. it, yeah, David and Margaret, six stars, yeah. really good graphic design. Casey from, and then in the tiniest <laughs> letters ever, Dave's video graveyard. Yeah.
0: David and Casey, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it'll also feature quotes just when we mentioned terrorvision. yeah, like, yeah. TerraVision in quotes, Dave's video graveyard.
3: What's your podcast called again? Sorry, I'm
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Television
3: Tubbies. yeah, TerraVision Horror Podcast. It's really good, uh, you know. It's a podcast.
0: We're roasting it as if we didn't invite her onto our own <laughs> show.
2: <laughs> and we we're gonna end by asking her about a yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's fair. Termite um, Vision.
3: The final film I chose was for some reason Death Becomes Her. Sweet.
0: That, makes that should be heaps an episode, sense, yeah. actually. Yeah. I, got a of, episode. I watched that
3: film recently as well. Was that was for just uh just Terror Vision? For Teravision. Yeah. It wasn't for TerrorVision, but I will probably make it for Terravision soon because I just really like Terror. I mean Death Becomes Her. Um, which is, I like that you
0: accidentally said television yeah, in that Yeah, it just
3: happens. I it work good. it into all my conversations.
2: Awesome. Yep. Casey, bargain bin.
0: Um, I want to bargain bin it with the Miami connection. <laughs> it fits. Yeah. It fits. <laughs> I'd buy it.
2: It really does. All right, it is time for this one. Name the whole night. Name the whole night. Name the whole I struggled.
0: I did too. I got a lot of good words, but none of them go together.
2: Trying to work rogering in there somewhere because mm. of Roger Mortis. Yeah. Bed meat <laughs> is yeah. all I could come up I with. I just
0: had random words that I tried to shove together, like head, red queef I had. <laughs> and I thought teet would go in there nicely, but I couldn't think of a word to start it with. So uh, I don't know.
2: Jen, what are you calling the porno parody of this I one? just
3: called it dead in the sheets and it's necrophilia. That's yeah. Fine. Feel that I had to explain that as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Our audience the, wouldn't have got that. No. It's too highbrow. Yeah, sorry. This isn't the television.
3: Television is pretty highbrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it.
2: All right, and most importantly... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5,
3: 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 18. 19. Oh. <laughs> Score at 19. Score
1: at 19.
2: Jen, from an unnamed podcast, Mm. what would you give this film?
3: Mm. Uh, Well, yeah, I definitely gave this a 16 out of 19. Um, Any film that ends with its own theme song (laughs) is automatically just the superior to all other films (laughs) ever. Um, And I hope there's a soundtrack for me to buy.
0: I gave it a good 15. I think it's deserving. It's Mm. rewatchable. It's fun. Ticks a lot of boxes. You know, it's not a masterpiece, but I wasn't expecting one.
3: But it's got rewatchability as well. So I would definitely invite a bunch of friends over and be like, hey, I'm going to make you watch this film now. And
0: and present it like it's a cop film, but it's a bit of a like, you know, from dust till dawn kind of surprise. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And like we said earlier, like I taped this off of the free-to-air TV back in the day before Port Arthur because they could then show R-rated movies. The only thing they had to do was call it AO rated. Mm -hmm. So I taped this off and it is a classic that I have watched more than once a year since the first time I taped it. It is just – I have certain movies that I used to put on just to fall asleep to in my room and this is one of them because it didn't matter where it was up to. I knew it so well back and forth that I'd just fall asleep. Uh, And for that reason, this is a 17 and a half movie. I know that seems high. But it is garbage that I love. Mm-hmm. And as we said, if you can't find a copy of it, make sure you hit us up because we know a guy yep. and we want everyone on earth to have seen this film. Yeah. because I promise, just come
0: around to our video sleazy store. Yeah. We'll hook you up.
2: We'll hook you up for certain. Now, Jen, I have heard a rumour that you have your own
3: podcast. Look, I didn't want to say anything because kind of a big deal. Yep. Um, yeah, I do. I do have my own podcast. Um, I think that I'm sounded good. like later. Hear me tonight.
2: <laughs> so Jen on Friends is what it's about. It's a it Friends is, yeah, fan podcast. Yeah. R.I.P. Gunther. He just died
3: this week. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I've watched Friends. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we go through every episode of Friends, like just oh out God, of order. Can you imagine
0: that podcast? I it probably exists though. There is one that does oh, that to the nanny, be. but like you know, that, that's that's okay. Yeah,
3: I want one. To, someone to do a just shoot me one. Bring back just shoot. Me. Uh, I want someone to just shoot me. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about?
2: If there was a Fraser podcast, you know it would be on iHeartRadio. Radio because yeah. that's what yeah, old men would. listen to stuff on. <laughs> um, Terrorvision podcast. Where can people check it out?
3: Everywhere. Uh, we're on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere good podcast can be found.
2: And judging from your socials, six episodes a week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's one episode a week, and I try not to spam as much as I do, but...
2: you got to get into the shitty meme market. All right,
0: there's a, there's a
3: couple of friends' podcasts. Oh, is there? Yeah. See, I don't live in the meme world, so for me, memes are really hard. Mem- I'm unhip. Meme's.
0: Memes. <laughs>
3: meme's. I'm very unhip, so, yeah, send me memes awesome. that I well, can post.
0: And send me pictures of horses <laughs> <laughs>
2: Casey's new fetish. Uh, follow, her on, follow Casey on fetlife.com where she is into photos of equines with Joe Piscopo's arms for legs. I
3: think Daniel Radcliffe did something like that, right? Oh, he
0: did. He showed his willy.
3: Oh. <laughs> what?
0: He showed his wand.
2: <laughs> Was that a promotional for horns and he just had a stiffy?
0: Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Jen from
0: TerraVision.
2: Oh, you. sorry, Jen from TerraVision. Yes. Yeah, What's television?
3: What's that? It's just really cool underground kind of unedited, unscripted. It's a, just like a thing. cheap type
0: of television, I thought. Yeah. yeah.
2: Available on uh, iHeartRadio. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Blue Book. Or one of those, whatever the fuck you Audible. call it. Yeah, Audible. <laughs> yeah, Audible. Thank you. Jan, thank you so much. I think the most important way for us to finish this podcast is one of the coolest tie-in songs of a movie ever. This will set the scene if you haven't seen Dead Heat. Don't forget, hit us up if you haven't seen it. This is DVG. Just an ordinary guy.